Hey everyone, episode 127 of the most positive clan podcast available. <laughs> two, two minutes for chatting, we're, we're back again. Um, and so much optimism that it's, you know, I can't wait to get started. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. But it, yeah, I mean, things have been great. Uh, we've had we've had five defeats since the last the last recording out the Challenge Cup. Mm. So, um, which doesn't sound good, but no, it doesn't. But it is because you know we don't we don't want these cup games to get in the way of the league play. <laughs> um, you know, we've had players released, we've got more injuries, so it's really going well. <laughs> Strap in. Yeah. In all seriousness, I will try and find some good things, um, but it's yeah. it's certainly not been enjoyable as a clan fan the last wee while. Um, let let's just go straight into the games, because uh, we've we've got loads to cover this week. But five five defeats, um, a whole a barrel load of goals conceded. Um, and out the Challenge Cup, which I genuinely believed we would get through, but we didn't. So, yeah, uh, yeah let's 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 start there quickly. Um, a a six-three defeat in Guildford, uh, a real disappointing way to to go out because, you know, I, I I did think we maybe had a chance there, but yeah, you were probably right as always. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not true. Um, no, nah, I mean it. Do, it doesn't help. You get off to a, a poor start again, like we did, and um, conceding two goals early on. You're always kind of on the back foot. Um, you know, we did well to kind of come back into it, but really, we were never, we were never really close to Guildford. Um, throughout, you know, I think the speed of their forward lines was just too much for us. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. They kind of showed us up, and in the in the first leg we managed to to negate them, um, and we had you know decent decent goaltending performances. Uh, in this one, maybe you know maybe a, a couple of softer ones, but obviously we we kind of need to mention the fact that that was Kevin Linscook's first game, having signed from Fife. And so, a bit of a baptism of fire, and we also had Craig Peacock filling in. Um, yes. So, yeah, you know, obviously, good of him to to come and help out the team. Unfortunately, wasn't able to get us through. But yeah, it's I don't know. It I don't really even know what to say about it. I just I wish I wish we'd just managed to sneak through it for for something a wee bit positive to look forward to in, in a season that's just been dire so far, you know? Yeah, I mean there was always a there's always that kind of glimmer of hope that you think, you know, we can go down there and get a result. We did it in, in Cardiff and we were um behind in the first leg and we went down there and, and got a result. So, you know, we we had done it. It was just um yeah, I don't know. We kind of needed to have a, a similar effort defensively um, from the first leg, and you know we 
we didn't really get that, so um, wasn't to be in the end. Um, yeah, and, and again, you know, we signed Kevin Lundskog and, and sort of threw him into that to that game, um, which I kind of get. I guess you know you've kind of we've seen a lot of uh, Kylie and Anne Kylie and. Um, you know, maybe just wanted to kind of spark something there in the in the defence, and you know, I, I kind of get the reasons why you would put him in there, but um, but yeah, that didn't that didn't work out as planned. No, I, I suppose one thing is that that's his old team as well, so maybe another yeah motivation to to get him in, and and he had been playing games obviously, so uh, kind of makes sense, and and we'll we'll definitely touch on goaltending stuff going forward. Um, so yeah, out of the Challenge Cup, the other just as difficult defeat was was the nine three to Sheffield, um, and possibly you know it sums up that the fact that we conceded nine maybe wasn't the worst bit about it. Um, with the whole Zach Vanell saga, where it seemed like our guys were more interested in going after him than than playing. Uh, I think he was given man of the match, wasn't he? Which was a right wind up. Saw so his celebrations as well, which annoyed me. Um, yes. And I'm sure, it, I'm sure it annoyed the clan players. But yeah, we just didn't seem interested in that game. Didn't turn up. Uh, and then you know we didn't, we didn't hear from anyone in the club, including the coach afterwards, at all. So you know that was. That was has to be up there with, with one of the worst. Have we conceded nine before? Must have done at some point. Probably, yeah. But in in my memory, that's one of the worst. One of the worst nights. Yeah, I mean nine doesn't happen that often, um, and that was kind of my point when we were talking about no post game interview, and you know, obviously, the clan chats are. Attempted to to clear that up a bit, and we'll kind of talk about that a bit later on. But um, just yeah, in general, in that game though, again, it's you know same story as the last time. We're three 0 down inside the first seven minutes, which is just you know, you know, Jason Morgan's talked before in, in post games and um, interviews about you know, learning from mistakes and kind of working to rectify them. But you've literally just done exactly the same thing. There's no, to me, there was no, there was no plan in place or if there was a plan in place, then all of the players didn't show up to, to implement that. So you've gone 3-0 down and then swapped Kylie Linen for Kylie. And it yep. just got worse. Yeah, it's it's a complete embarrassment, really. Um, and the fact that we didn't hear anything afterwards, in my mind, was not good, you know, from, from an official channel. Uh, I mean, I guess we kind of have to mention it now that it came out that Jason Morgan was not happy and the clan took league guidance to not publish the, the post-match. Hmm. Um, even though Jason Morgan was happy for it to be published, um, 
for me, for me in that case, just well, there's two things. One is just let us hear it. The other one is tell us that's the case, because it yeah. just looks like it just looks like you're thinking we can we can just you know gloss over this and it'll go away, but that kind of thing just doesn't happen. Well, it's stuff that we've spoke about on this podcast, you know, for as long as I can remember, is the need for communication when things don't go as they should. Um, you know, there was a bit of a backlash after after that, and you know, I I'd said like I think you know he should be coming out and apologising after conceding nine goals in a game. Um, you know, I still I still feel that way. Um, but yeah, if if the club came out and said why there was no post game interview, then at least it's communicating that to the fans so nobody's left guessing. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just the right thing to do. Just come <laughs> yeah. and see see this. Like, here's the start of the rants. How long are we? Rant one. We've gone over ten minutes, but I think that's fine. See the the whole um, that n- nobody, you know, the the players do care. Don't think that the players care. Mm. That that thing is. To me, I know that that's that's not the that's not the problem for me. You have to come out and communicate and say this is what's happened to the interview. Jace, even if you're not showing the actual one, this is what you said, uh, and this is these are the thoughts. And people obviously that people will, you know, will say that's not good enough. We need to see the interview, but at least do it professionally. Accept the backlash. And and run with it instead of instead of doing nothing, you know, because then we think, did they yeah. do an interview? Uh, you know what what's going to change? What why are we going to turn up to the next game as fans? Why are we going to watch it? Uh, you know, let's hear something. It doesn't need to be. We'll just we're not going to put something out because we're going to get backlash for it. Yeah, I mean you you see it all the time from other teams in the league. I mean Ryan Finnerty came out. A couple of days ago, with a statement um, regarding Manchester's performances recently, um, yeah. managers apologise to fans in football all the time. Um, we're not asking for it every time we lose because it would just be meaningless at this point. But losing nine goals and playing in the manner we did, and you know, soft goals all over the place, uh, Kyle Lining getting pulled after six minutes, um, you know, stuff that the Sheffield's commentary team were uh, I think they'd said that they'd never seen that before um, you know so I think I, an apology would have at least addressed that situation you know we know it's awful that's not what the club should be about um, that's not why people pour their money into the club and, and follow the follow the team across across the country um, you know as professional athletes and professional management team we should be holding ourselves to a higher standard than that you know work, work on things uh, and try and right the wrongs and you know we'll try and do our talking on the ice that kind of thing that's yes yeah. that is it yeah and it doesn't like in my in my opinion it doesn't need to be like that kind of style statement that 
Finner to come out with fair no, play. No. Like I, I'm I'm happy. That's that's decent. Uh, you know, from their point of view, but it's just just a something like you've said. Um, yeah. Because even pe- just people let- have gone down there and and paid to travel and see the game and whatever else. Just the minimum was there was an interview. It wasn't, you know, we couldn't publish it. But here's the kind of thoughts from it. Uh, well, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that's all it would have taken. Literally two sentences that could have been typed up in five minutes and sent out. Um, yeah. I just thought the whole the whole night was was pathetic and you know in a way it's kind of asking like have we really moved on in this department from previous seasons and ultimately the answer is no. Oh, absolutely, and then the the Guilford thing where it came out in the clan chat that Morgan was ready to do an interview and they just didn't do one. I I I'm not buying that to be honest. <laughs> I'm just not. Would that that would be that what the first time that there's not been one, you know, apart from ones that've been refused. You always you always see them from there. I think yeah. why would why why would they not do one? Uh, and then the thing that probably annoyed me more was the wait until that interview to then clarify that. Yes. And the way it was sort of brought up at the start. Let's just clear one thing up at the start. Nah, clear clear it up at the time. Do do your do your own internal thing. Couple of yeah. sentences. Even you know, film something on a a phone. Don't care if people say, well, that's unprofessional, or whatever. Just a something so that yeah. we know, because that was then the next night, and people are thinking, you know, is is Jason Morgan even there? What's going on? We've not heard from not heard from anybody. And that's arguably one of the biggest games we've had recently. Uh, so, you know, it's not, I, I, I don't, I've got no problem with, like I just said, the team caring. Of course they care about losing. That's not really, any, I've not really seen anybody's complaint about that. You no. know, they were talking about in that clan chat saying, it's the minority of fans that think the team don't care about losing. Of course they care. But you know, let us let us know instead of taking all that flack and then coming out in the clan chat video and saying, "Yeah, we do care." By the way, yeah. Well, I guess we've kind of skirted around it, so we might as well just dive into the clan chat. There was a yeah, few. No, no, we have, but it needed. It just it was so connected. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. Um, yeah. Aaron Murphy talk, like talking at length. Um, you know, putting putting things to bed and whatever. There's a lot being put to bed in that in that clan chat. Um, you know, I think he said like anyone who thinks we're happy after a loss or something like that, that's kind of what you were alluding to. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um. You know, I, I guess. Who's um, has, has somebody actually said that though? Well, I personally haven't seen it. I don't. Well, we, we, there's I think, maybe some comments that have said, you know, it, it may be good for this team to not finish in playoffs. I disagree with that. I think that's kind of related. I disagree yeah. that we want to finish in a worse position to make the club react. Now we're past that now. 
yeah. if that's kind of what he means. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. If that if that is what is what was meant by that, then I, I totally disagree with that as well. Um, you know, how how many seasons do we need to underperform before things get sorted out? Um, you know. But I, I don't know. I felt like Aaron Murphy was kind of railing against a small minority of fans. You know, <laughs> there will be people like that in all walks of life, especially in sport. You, you need to find a way to deal with that. Um, and yeah, uh, like voicing voicing those concerns in a clan chat is not the right way to do it. Um, to do it, not the right way to go about it. Um, no, because and, also, sorry, but also there will be less people that watch that than read the website or see the tweets, probably. Yeah, so immediately yeah. to me, you're, I'm not going to say they're, they're hiding it, but you're, you know, not putting it out as publicly as you could be, or you're, you're making somebody watch that to then get to the details. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're right. Um, it could have been said in a in a you know a more formal way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, of course, like anybody that's kind of I don't know using using that language directed towards them is obviously um, is obviously wrong. That should never happen. Um, but you know, I, I think they're kind of approaching it from the wrong angle. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'd like I'd like them to just start finding solutions to to these issues because it's just getting worse. You know, at least earlier on in the season when we were losing, we were maybe taking a few games to overtime and picking up points yeah. here and there. That's just not happening at all how now. Good does that, how good does that look now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those overtime defeats were brilliant. I'd, I'd love a scrappy um, overtime defeat in Dundee. That would be. I know. I know. Those well, were the days. They talk, they talk about the the injuries as well. Um, I get it. We've been. I mean, you have to say we've been quite unlucky with the guys who have been injured. Uh, but it it just it just comes across as sort of here's the reasons why we've not been as good, um, but not um, yeah. what, not what we're going to do to to step up and and turn that around, um, because you know yeah, wh- whether or just... not we've got enough talent to turn it around on individual games, we've got enough to to show up and give a full effort and not make you know individual mistakes aren't down to other guys being injured no of course not and other teams in this league with a lower budget are are managing to find performances from from different places so um yeah that's not it's not on it's not good enough um yeah i don't like seeing these clan chats and it's just excuse after excuse um I think every single one of them has mentioned that a player's been sick or has an illness or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what you can do about that. 
you know. It's just um Yeah, and I don't know, maybe maybe from that point of view you're saying, well how how likely is that to happen in any other season? Not very likely, but you need to find a way to deal with it. Um and again kind of spoke about the, the Guilford game and, and Craig Peacock coming in for that one. So why why are we not then utilising Solway for other games when we're so short benched at times in the way that we have done in, in years gone past? I just I, I don't understand that either. That was kind of something that we had um, yeah. in place in, in years gone past. We could call up guys from Solway um, now, obviously, they're not going to be available all of the time because they tend to play on the same days or whatever. But, I mean, there must have been times where you would have been able to call guys like Peacock and Stenton up. Yeah. And they've just not done it. Yeah. And the other thing with the videos to kind of carry on with them, I don't want to talk about them too long, but the... You know, I think everybody, all the fans get that all of this behind the scenes stuff is going on and it's good and there's a long process. But for me, you can't just write off seasons with the excuse that it's a long process and all these things being put in place will help. There's there's too much pressure and too many fans that want to enjoy games and see wins to just you know, say this is, we're here for the long haul and things will get better. Like you need to, I think there's there's got to be, we want to be seen to make changes as things happen and not just write it off. And the video yeah. with the goal, the video with the goal pegs, for me, just the timing of that, I think it, wherever it was, was it right in the middle of, after we'd lost nine three and it was after the Challenge Cup, I think maybe pre pre the Belfast home game. Yeah. Like the goal pegs have been an issue for the whole time. Great that they're doing something to fix it. But for me the timing of that video is not right. Just just deal with it. Get it fixed and we don't need a song and dance about it. And that sounds really negative, I think. A lot of people think, oh, that's kind of great content and whatever else, but the timing of it for me was just not right. I don't just have the the right pegs initially. <laughs> How much do they cost? Well, well exactly. That that was kind of... So my, my initial thoughts were, I thought I thought it was quite a good video. I thought it was quite kind of informative about what what the club were kind of dealing with in years gone past but for me the the main the main issue i had with it was that um a kind of realization that we've been using pegs that are far too small for the goals for over a decade and we've you've been wrapping a rag around <laughs> the pegs to stop from from coming off to stop the goals from coming off so easily, I can't imagine goal pegs are that expensive. But no, you know, why? Why are we leaving that till now? You know, why have they not been bought five, seven, ten years ago? Um. Also, the the, the thing about drilling into the concrete 
because there's pipes underneath it. That's that's the same with any ice rink. Every ice rink on the planet's got pipes running under it. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I can kind of get from a cost perspective that that's maybe not feasible in the short term, but at least they're kind of trying to fix that. But it's just the whole. Why is it? Why is it now? And why has why it been is, that way for so long? That was the thing for me. Why is it now? Why is the video when it was, and why is the fix now? Yeah, we're talking about oh, it'll be great that we'll get them in place for the Belfast game. Nah, get them in place for the start of the season. It's been the same for. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long. Why did it? Why do we not have pegs that fit the net? I would imagine I mean, that seems it takes basic. You. Five minutes to order pegs. Yeah. So yeah. it's not uh, that's not something that you know needs to be pushed down the line or whatever. Um, it, it's quicker just, to to fix it than it is than we've been talking about it. It's taking <laughs> us longer to talk about why it's daft than it would to yeah. have actually fixed it. But it just it feeds into the the whole narrative around the club that they're so you know off the ball with stuff um it kind of and again we're kind of going back to it but what what's changed since like the 6-2 defeat in the challenge cup in dundee and you know that interview with mark lefebvre yeah same mistakes have been made you know the hockey is boring to watch no attempts to try something new um you know, we should have made changes back then in, in November in our D and goaltending. Um, you know, yes, Alex Roach came in and um, yeah, I don't know if he's really cut it either. Linskug and, and Deroche now in. Will that make a difference? Remains to be seen, but it's not filling me with great excitement yet. It's just that whole lull between between that and now, and you know things are just progressively getting worse as time goes on. Um, I looked at the goals against average. Um, we are the worst in the league in that in that category by quite a distance. I think it's around over four now, aren't we? Four point two, yeah. Um, that goes up. So it's four four point three five in the last twenty games and four point nine in the last ten. So whatever they're working on isn't isn't working. Something needs to change, and whether that's you know personnel or, or a different system, then try it. Try something different. Yeah, it's this goes back. It kind of goes back to the whole boring to watch stuff as well which has been mentioned a lot we've mentioned it for I don't know how many weeks in a row uh, so it's it's not exciting to watch and it's terrible mistakes that are costing us goals and the combination of that just makes you wonder why anyone's really watching it like what yeah. are we <laughs> yeah. as bad as that sounds what 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 is attracting fans to watch games other than being fans, which most of us are, and obviously 
we all want the team to do well, but there's nothing there that you're thinking, oh, I'm looking forward to going seeing this this week. So what one thing I've said, like kind of jokingly, obviously, to you is about wa- watching watching games on YouTube from past seasons. But the point of that is, you used to go to games and think, oh, I can't wait to see Scott Pitt or Matt Keith or Hammond or, you know, like Arson and Fritch. And we, we could go, it's an endless list. Yeah. But I'm not, not saying we need to get, to, we're ever going to get a team that, you know, gelled as well as some of those did. But there's nothing to make you think, oh, I can't wait to go and watch this or that. There's guys doing well. Individuals, don't get me wrong, like Hayden and Lynch that will come on to. But there's nothing that makes you think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go and buy a ticket and watch that Becca Pitt Hammond line. Because, yeah, we're conceding whatever goals, but you know that when they're on their 20 minutes on the ice each game, it'll get you off your seat. That's the thing for me. And yeah. that leads into, um, you know, what's going to bring fans back for the, the remaining games and, you know, non-season ticket holders and, and next season. Because you need, if it, is a re- if it is a big project, you need to consider retaining fans for next year. And what, what's going to excite you if it continues like this and we finish at this rate out of the playoffs? Because... Eighth, eighth and below is, let's be honest, out the playoffs. Yeah, I'd, I'd said that to you earlier on. I think if you if, if our aim now is to finish eighth, then we're as well not bothering. Um, I I can't see anything other than Sheffield just steamrolling over whoever finishes eighth. So that's that's got to be out of the question. Um, but again, it's just believing ourselves in these in these situations. Um, you know, in the Challenge Cup, we won three games and lost six, and drew that that game against Guildford. But that that record, that record's really, really poor. But we still managed to get to a semi final. And yeah. you know, sim- similarly last season as well, we were kind of hovering in and out of the playoffs, but no real desire to push further up the further up the table. You know, you're you're out of the first hurdle, and I can just see it happening again this year if we make it to the playoffs. Yeah, and there's, you know, we won't even if it is Sheffield, and we are eighth, there just won't be that buzz about playoffs because you're already kind of resigned. Yeah. Uh, unless we, let's look at right here's the. Positive bit starting now. Positive section. Thirty-five minutes in. Say, say stuff. Did Do we need? Up. <laughs> nah, we don't. Right, let's end it there. Thanks for listening. Uh, say we do, we do pick up a bit, and we do, you know, get above eighth, which at the moment you can't really see it in current form. But but say we do. It, that to me is, is going to be down to a few things, but I think we need to, yeah, Morgan needs to change something and we'll come on to just him, obviously, individually and, and what the listeners thought, but something needs to change, like you've said, whether that is systematically or, you know, because it's not working. 
we need for me to give Kevin Linskirk a run of games instead of chopping and changing goalies. Yeah, definitely. Because Kaya Linen's shown that he's just not let's be honest, he's not good enough at the moment. No, to, it should be it should be an outright second choice now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um I saw, you know, highlights from Nottingham at the weekend. I think Linskirk made some good saves. We know he's a good goalie. So let's just give him a run of games. Um yeah. and kinda try and try and uh repeat a wee bit of, of the, the John Muse effect that we had where a a goaltending improvement brought a general defensive kind of solidity that that got us results because we just we need wins from somewhere. Um and and you never know, I think Derroche uh could could make a difference. I think I'd, I'd said, you know, we want to give these guys a chance. I don't care particularly about their previous records until I've I've given them a few games at Clan. They didn't do well at Fife, but they were, they were a poor team. Uh, there's obviously a, a decent player in there um, who's who's won a fair bit, as you heard in the the Aaron Murphy chat. Um, but yeah, let, let's give him a chance. It, it might might be the spark that we need. I'm not convinced that just those guys will be, but uh, yeah, you never know. And 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 changing something coaching wise, which is not my job, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's there's so many different points uh, and so many different ways you can. You can take this conversation, um, but you know that. I guess you know you kind of try to be a bit positive there. So, um, yeah, signing signing Linskug and and Deroche is is a step in the right direction. Um, Linskug, um, you know, seven games for for Fife and his his injury cover and was like point nine one, which is kind of better than what Kylie and and Carolina had um overall this season. Um and you know, poor defensively and, and Fife as well, so was making more saves than, than both of those guys. Um probably a decent pickup, you know, given he's been in Scotland and, and will do as a turn, I'm sure. Um I think yeah, you'd said that I'd like I'd like him to be to be the number one now, I think he needs to get a run of games, um, to see if we can if we can turn things around. Uh, yeah, and again, throwing him in for the for the Challenge Cup game and then back out and then back in again. There's no no consistency in that department. Um, and then Deroche was described to us as an offensive defenseman. I don't. I think that's something we need, but looking at him, you know, he's he's a big guy. I didn't actually realise how big he was, six four. Um not sure what the recruitment plan is um overall. And I don't know whether he fits the bill or not, but we'll obviously give him a chance to to prove himself in the team. You know, I'd seen people online say that we brought Colton Waltz in from Fife and he seemed to work but I think the, the difference there was that we 
poached Waltz from Fife. I don't think it was released um, when we yeah. picked him up. So we'll see how he performs. But you know, I suggest that he'll actually both both of them will have their their work cut out with this defence. Yeah, I don't like his comments in the interview implied to me that he was more of a steady stay-at-home guy. So I'm not really sure what the offensive thing was. Mm. Uh, but like you say about the recruitment, for me, um, n- now with hindsight, why would we not... Okay, the whole goaltending tandem thing aside, because it sounds like we're just saying, well, we told you so, which we didn't, because we were both really up for it. Yeah. I'm now a wee bit less convinced that that works albeit I do think you know guys that come from North America are used to playing with goalies that split time I don't I I don't see changing goalies should be as big a issue for defense as has been mentioned otherwise but for example why didn't we sign a goalie like maybe we tried I don't know but just thrown out there why didn't we sign a Kevin Linskoog to start the season uh, over Kylie and Carolina and let's be honest if they've not been great but say say we did go and get a guy this is a guy who's played in the league before and was good and statistically did really well would that have made a difference starting with somebody like that maybe uh, to now we're kind of picking them up halfway or three quarters through the season. It just looks like we're taking guys from from other teams. You know, yeah. I question maybe maybe we should have been closer to home with with the goaltending. Probably, who knows? Uh, but yeah, let's just let's just see and and hopefully there's a bit of a change. We we only conceded three at the weekend, so that's a start, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you need something to build on, so um, why not that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, like as far as I know, I think Jake Kiley was Jason Morgan's guy. Like he'd seen him play in the DL too last year, and was really impressed by him. So I think that's why we ended up with Kiley. Um, Kylie, and I don't know about, but having watched both of them, you know they're their puck control and their rebound control um, wasn't very good at all. Um, you know, neither of them really kind of filled you with confidence. Um, I don't think it really mattered who, who was playing on, on any given night. Um, you were always going to have some issues. Um, and, you know, that kind of showed itself in, in that Sheffield game as well. You know, Kyle Lennon, I don't think was at fault for for any of the goals, maybe he could have done better on the third, but it's just conceding, conceding three in such a short space of time. It just um, doesn't give the team confidence and do do you any favours. And, you know, you get hooked after seven minutes and Kylie came in and conceded another six. So, And I think a, a lot of those goals were kind of odd man rushes and um, you're just kind of, you're never really confident with either of them. Um, you know, if someone skates through one on one, you know, I'm not confident that, that our goalie's going to save it. 
So maybe Lynch could could give us a bit of that and you know just just a bit safer with the puck, really. Yeah, it just it just didn't work out. It's not worked out for either of those two keepers. No, but I, I don't. I, to your point, I don't think that the goalie tandem thing won't work. I think it can work. I think it should work. But you know, I do take the point that maybe we need to have another think about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just that. I think, like, even from an off-ice perspective, the club need to do some something to get fans engaged again as a, as a start, because the results are obviously poor, and there's a lot of kind of ill feeling about the place. Um, the club need to do something to get fans back and try and indirectly... Um, you know, boost the team. I was I was thinking about that. It's a sort of mad thought, right? But for example, take for example the infamous Wall of Fame, right? <laughs> let's get let's get a Scott Pitt back for a game. Get the crowd going. Get a full arena. Give get us a win from somewhere because we will win if he comes back, obviously. Uh, but but <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he might play. A, a something, something like that. That you know, whether it's a, uh, I don't know, some kind of ticket initiative or a kind of out of the blue thing that nobody's expecting that we sort of go, Joe, that's that's a good thing. I'm going to get behind this, and that sort of reflects on the team. I don't know. I was just writing nonsense last night, thinking about <laughs> thinking about ways that we can try and bring a bit of feel-good back to it in a time that's been terrible, really. Yeah, to be fair, I think I think they are trying to do that. I think, you know, we saw the, um, the sort of group watch party thing that they did for the for the second leg in the Challenge Cup, which I thought was a good idea. Um, yeah. And, you know, whenever, whenever we get a, a screen in, then... You know that would that would be good to to kind of see how many people you could get in for that kind of event. Um, because like I, I think it kind of went down well. So, but I, I think it was strictly for OSC members. So it would be interesting to see how many how many fans would go to something like that. Um, so I think yeah, I, wonder, like, I wonder what the atmosphere would have been like after the first few minutes when we can see those goals. <laughs> That's the problem with these things. People, yeah, people yeah. end up booing the booing the webcast, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure didn't happen. But yeah, it's all fed through an earpiece to Jason Morgan and Guilford. Um, but uh, I don't know. But they, they are they are trying to do stuff, so I don't. The kind of off-ice stuff, I don't mind because they are trying to do stuff in there. You know, the, there's the whole stuff with the new bar and um, you know the kind of area downstairs as well. You've got um, whipping scoop and that kind of thing. So they are they are doing stuff, and you know, it, the fist pump zone as well seems to be quite popular. So you know, they are doing stuff that's that's kind of bringing people in. Um, you know, so from that point of view, it's positive, but it's 
again, it, it all comes back to the on-ice product for me, and it's just not there. Um, you know, and, and even in that, sorry, I'm going back back to that clan chat again. Uh, it's time for it's time for another rant. Yeah. Um, I'll try not to, but it's just interesting when when Jason Morgan's talking about, um, you know, doing our best to stay motivated on a week to week basis, and uh, we need a good stretch of games. You know, we need like I think he said seven and ten or something like that, like seven wins in ten games. But I'm yeah. just thinking that's just not happening. And and since then there's been two defeats, so we need seven out of eight. For those remaining games um we've not seen that all year you know the most has been a three game win streak i think i said on the last podcast and that's happened once this year um you know we're a, we're a poor team on the ice and it's it's not going to change just by magic and getting some players back you know we had a run there with you know full complement or close to it and you know we, we couldn't manage it so I get guys are playing hurt and all that, but every other team is is doing exactly the same thing, and that's kind of another thing that, that frustrates me about these clan chats, is that that's that's apparent for everyone. That's apparent for every team in every league. Um, yeah, it almost doesn't need said. Yeah, exactly. If, in just, fact, in a way, some of it is, it would be would be more beneficial if it wasn't said. Uh, yeah, like, I'd, ra- I'd rather they didn't say, uh, you know, we've got these guys injured and these guys ill. I would rather they just, uh, you know, got on with it a wee bit. Yeah. Like I want, I want updates about certain things for sure. Like we talked about the defeats and whatever else, but you know, I don't. Every time, I don't want to hear we've got these guys playing hurt and whatever else, and that's why. Like so does everyone, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I just and try try to remember. I had something there, and I've I've just completely forgotten it. Now, but that was um, my fault. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's just that's what happens when I'm ranting. I just kind of lose lose my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been we've definitely been like. There's no doubt we've been hampered by losing Combs and Sanch again. But like you said, what evidence is there that we are going to win? so many games in a row. I was just looking at it, like the upcoming games, we've got the majority are Coventry, Dundee, Manchester and Fife. Um, we've got a Cardiff and Belfast in there and a couple of Guildfords. Um But Coventry, we've, we've played four times. We've, we've lost three of them, albeit they were all in overtime or shootouts. Dundee, we've played three times, we've lost twice. One of the the losses was in regulation. Manchester, we are fifty percent with. Mm. Uh, we've played them. Uh, I think. Can't remember what we are, but but we've we've at least we've split the series with Manchester, and Fife, we've played them four times, and we're we're fifty fifty percent with them as well. Uh, but yeah. it's the the huge defeats in there from all of these teams at one point. What where's the evidence that um that we're gonna we're gonna overturn it? And yeah, 
Um, we've got, we've had good individual performances. I'll come back to it. Like Luke Lynch uh, is is really really doing well at the moment. I think he's twenty seven points. He's up to he's at six in the last uh, eight league games. Six goals, two assists. And then he also two goals in that Challenge Cup game. So he's he's stepped up. I think Hayden has been. You know, really good. He's right at maybe second point, top point scorer in the league. Um, and then we're getting slightly improved performances from like a Craig Hedden, uh, for example. But there's nothing in there that says, yeah, you know, we are going to go and win, like you say, seven out of these eight games. Because yeah. the, the other teams there as well, they need to do the same. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's just kind of scrapping it out with these other teams. And, you know, if we're making excuses for being injured and, um, you know, sickness and whatnot, then what what makes you think that they were all of a sudden just going to be healthy now and make a push in these games? Um, I just can't see it. But I agree. I think Luke, Luke Lynch has been, he's been excellent recently. Um yeah, ten ten points overall in his last nine games. I think he's massively stepped up um, for us when guys have been kind of in and out. So yeah, he's he's been brilliant, and uh, long may that continue because we need it going down the stretch. Yeah, um, we do. De- we do definitely need Hayden and Lynch as to pick out to to continue. Um, but other teams just now will be looking at us thinking. Um, they're there for the taking and that's that's why it's so disappointing because we've got no there's no kind of fear factor about us that's what i'm going back to saying about uh, mm. where where's the excitement like opposition teams aren't uh looking going oh you know i'm i'm really maybe with the exception like let's be honest with the exception of the the hayden hayden and lynch you know our our top line pellet hayden and I think Craighead's been playing there, doing doing well, but I don't think we feel like we've got a big threat. The other teams will be thinking, uh, you know, we need to keep on top of these guys. And they know that when we concede a goal, you know, we generally concede a few. So until we can prove otherwise, um, you know, we're in a we're in a real struggle. And to say, oh, you know, it's fine, we're out the Challenge Cup, but look, there's still 18 games left. Um, yes, or 20, 18, 20, 20 games. Yeah. Twenty games left. Well, two of them are challenge or playoffs. Uh, and yeah, of those eighteen games, how many are, are we thinking we're winning? I don't know. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that just now. Well, if we've won, if we've won seven games in regulation up to this point, then the most, you know, going by that record, the most you can hope for is another two. So where where is that coming? Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um and just to kind of finish off on the, the clan chat stuff as well. Sorry, I'm kinda of jumping back and forward, but um Aaron Murphy talking about saying people at the club don't care and um you know they would be the ones sitting back not going to work if you know if they were dealing with what the players were dealing with and all that. See stuff like that. Absolutely, I I just I hated that comment. 
you know, we know these guys are tough, right? There's no question there, but they're also doing what they love. It's very different to showing up to a job um, like that. You know, you're playing ice hockey for a living. It's very different to going to work in a call centre, for example. You know, it's just another kind of disappointing comment from from him in particular. You know, I actually, like, I think I've said before, I, I do quite like Aaron Murphy. I think he does some some good stuff, but it's just the way it comes across sometimes in these in these clan chats that uh, you know gets my back up and probably a lot of other fans as well. Yeah, I I think probably some of some of the the uh, the stuff involved in the job and obviously the backlash, the results haven't been great, but I've probably surprised them. As yeah, as you've said, the personal stuff and tagging players and him, I'm absolutely against uh but you know people fans are that's part of being a fan you you voice your frustration and you you celebrate when things are going well so um it's it's going to be part of it and it's going to continue because they've they put a lot of pressure on themselves with the chat at the start of the season that the recruitment seemed good and they put out a clan chat when we were sitting in a good position and saying how how well stuff was going well, you need to you need to face up when it's when it's not going so well as well, and I don't think they've quite quite done that yet at no. all. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, how many how many days have you had off? This is directed at you. How many days have I had off? Yeah, that was one of the questions that was that was asked to Jason Morgan. I've had none. None. I've had none off. I don't work weekends, to be fair. He probably does, given yeah. that there's games. Yeah. I've had none off. So. Well, I think maybe they should take a day off. Seems like maybe. they need it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I genuinely do idea. think that. Take a couple of days off to regroup. Spend time with your family. Do whatever, you know. Nobody's asking these guys to work seven days a week. Yeah. Just Let's just not do any pre-scouts on teams. For a week. It doesn't work Probably. anyway. So it's yeah, like, it doesn't work anyway, exactly. Um, let's do some so, postcards. Yeah. Just on that, there was we there was a poll. We did a poll on the 8th of Feb about what what fans think that clans should do with Jason Morgan. 56.7% sack and 43% keep. Eh... Uh, a lot of comments obviously on it but the the general consensus is that uh, and that's from 280 odd votes which is a it's a fair number um yeah firstly thanks to people for voting but what does that say it says that more people don't want them at the moment than do uh as i said i don't i don't see it changing just now but if the results don't, then what? What are the club like? What will they have any other option? Well, this is the thing, and I think you know we've kind of we've kind of tried to give them a chance to turn things around, you know. And I think we have, yeah. Um, you know, I don't think we were. I don't think we were totally against the idea of Jason Morgan as a head coach. Um, 
up until probably I don't know the last month or so I would say it's, it's probably turned for me anyway um, but it's just I mean it's nothing to do with him you know I think he I think he comes across really well I think he's a really I think he's a really nice guy and I, I don't doubt that he's um, he's got the backing of everyone in, in the dressing room but um, I just wonder if he kind of needs to be a bit more ruthless um, at times um, and you know if that's not in his nature then that's that's not in his nature um, but then it comes back to the recruitment side of things and and who does that um, you know I think we know that that Gareth Chalmers is heavily involved in, in that um, you know I think he boasted um, before on online about taking more than a hundred applicants for for a head coaching role. Um, I think that was before we hired Malcolm Cameron. So, um, you know, is that yeah? Is that someone who's who's good at filtering out candidates for a job? You know, we've had John Tripp, Malcolm Cameron, Zach Fitzgerald. Jason Morgan, um, you know, it's just, it's not been good. Um, I'll probably give, I'll give Fitz, yeah, but I, I think, you know, his, his team started really well. I think the uh, season was cut short by by COVID, but yeah, it was kind of going downhill a bit towards the end. But, you know, there were signs there at least, but as these other guys, I don't think we've we've seen it in much, uh, you know, in a good sort of stretch of games. Um, you know, if if we did sack Jason Morgan, then who's the next guy up? You know, who who would who would we bring in? Because if it's the same processes and the same hiring manager that's in place, then we're just kind of set up to fail again. Yeah, yeah, and and Matt Keith's recommendations as much as I like him, it's uh, it's <laughs> not gone it's not gone well. He's, as you said, Morgan's obviously a good guy, uh, but something needs he needs to do something to to make me and fans think that we want to go back and watch his teams, and that next season is going to be an improvement. Because it needs to, whether it's a whole, you know, yeah. long project and process, whatever, you need to have year-on-year year improvement, and we've we've not. So well, especially when you when you consider where we are with regards to a salary cap as well. You know, if we're kind of at the top end of that, then it's totally unacceptable to, you know, potentially finish eighth or miss the playoffs. That's just a total disaster. Yeah. And how do you improve on that if you if the salary cap's not going up? Yeah, I, just, and, I don't, I don't know. And the recruitment, if it's not if it's not Morgan that does it, if it is a Chalmers or somebody else in the club, then they should know what works. But it's been another. Well, they, should know, they should know what doesn't work. Exactly, it's been another seemingly poor recruitment. That's just we've just not played properly as a team 
again we've said about the individuals and stuff, but yeah, for me, I'm I, I think I've been even more patient than I thought it would be, but but it's it needs to <laughs> yeah. change. I'm not even going I'm not even gonna say get rid of them because I don't know what what to do if we do. I don't want just another interim coach. I wanted the right appointment in the first place and it just doesn't seem to be unfortunately for him. Uh, yeah. We and want like, to give him a chance. It's just it's just not been right, has it? No, it's not. And you know, in the subsequent post game interviews that we have seen um from the weekend there, you know, he, he sounds just totally dejected and kind of bereft of ideas really and how to how to turn it around, you know. Certain guys, like I said, after the Belfast game, you know, certain guys put management and certain guys battle and compete levels weren't there and um Yeah, why though? Yeah. Is that a motivational thing then? And how do we how do we combat that? Um yeah, it just kind of leaves you scratching your head again. Like, what is the what is the plan? How like how are you going yeah. to turn it around? Yeah, and do you know what? Even kind of playing devil's advocate a wee bit, even if they came out and said this, Jason Morgan is the coach for next year, or is the coach till the end of the season? Here's the target. Here's what we're doing. I would kind of respect that a wee bit. I wouldn't mm-hmm. love it, but I would kind of respect at least, you know, tell us what you're trying to do. Here's the plan for the next 18 games. Uh, yeah, you know, and if, give, us if a wee, give us a wee bit of something and it probably will it work, who knows. Uh, yeah. But at least let us know that, yeah, the results are shite. It will change if this happens, and here's what we're doing. I don't know. It's not going to happen. Why we even? Why am I even? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. But but something like that should should come out though. Even if it's just to say like, look, we've had a we've had a torrid year for for injuries and whatnot, right? So even if you say that's fine, we'll give it to the end of the season with Jason Morgan. Um. We want to see what he can do with a full roster at his disposal. Which, you know, to be fair, we've brought guys in, you know. We are sitting with, I don't know how many spare imports we're going to have when everybody's fit, but she's got guys there to to pick from when, when fully fit. So, you know, how how does he go about doing that? And, um, you know, we've seen the forward lines chop and change all season long. Uh, and you know, part of that's down to injury, but part of it's just because there's no chemistry with the forwards, um, and there hasn't been all year. And then, you know, at the back, we've seen kind of the same defensive lines week on week, and nothing really changes in that department. And you know, they're you know they're up there with the the worst clan defence that, that I can remember so um, yeah it's a, it's a big end to the season for him you know there aren't that many games left and you know we don't have the cup now so it's full focus on the league and, and it's it's really it really is that time now where every game is must win 
No, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. And we need to show something to get people going to games and get behind us. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's me being as positive as possible. Like, a couple of... We've had, we've had loads of comments um, on on the, the Morgan thing. Uh, Scott EMT and Blair Anderson specifically mentioning Morgan not being kind of the right guy, but if we were to 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 take a another coach, would we steal one from who knows UK hockey? Who would we recommend? <laughs> any, any other coach that uh, has their team playing something kind of a consistent, exciting style? Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you want, like, for me, your top, your top end guys that I would be looking at, you know, if we're really serious about this, Pete Russell, Paul Dixon, um, whether you'd be able to get them or not is, uh, is another thing. But, you know, I, again, looking elsewhere, Mark Lefebvre has done a good job coming back to Dundee. Um, Omar Pasha as well, obviously that's an ex-Dundee. I know he's a GM now and stuff, but if he did want to come back into coaching, then these are all guys that know the league and, uh, you know, some of them play really attractive styles of hockey. Some of them have got good recruitment under their belts. Um, you know, any of those guys you could you you could say, but I don't yeah. know what are your thoughts. If, Every other coach at the moment is performing. No, they are. Each each yeah, team, yeah. the coach from each team has done better than we have. Even if you look at just purely league position. Uh, obviously, you, you look at Nottingham, but what they've overcome is kind of unbelievable. And they're starting to, yeah. to pick up. Uh, Tom Coolen in Fife has played with three players for some games. <laughs> well, they, um, beat, they beat Sheffield with beat three Sheffield. defensemen. So yeah, comes comes across well. Has has kind of you know found ways to win recently. All the coaches have done that. Yeah, we've not. Uh, so I'm not just going to say any other coach, but maybe we do have to just finally not look for somebody that we think might work and just get somebody that has but it's obviously yeah. you know not as not as easy as that um we've had uh Rorima, if that's the right pronunciation mentioning uh fans maybe wanting to finish out the playoffs to give the team a kick up the arse i'd say that i disagree with that i want to finish Seventh, at least that's embarrassing to even say that, but I do. But, I mean, listen, we we do this podcast. You know, we want we want to talk about all the all the good things that that clan do, and we want to talk about you know how good the hockey is and how exciting it is to go and see. But we're not we're not seeing that. Um, for me, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we need to like. We need to be trying to work our way up up the table and and get a, a run of games together. I'm not I'm not buying into the the argument about you know finishing ninth or tenth and um, 
seeing where that gets us because we know where that gets us. It's just it's the same stuff year in, year out. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, Leslie Doyle is sharing the opinion about giving Linscook the, the time. Um, why why did we, we swap them around? We agreed with that. Um, a lot of kind of uh, Morgan, well, we could say Morgan hate Graham McFarlane. <laughs> not not a fan of Morgan or uh, Aaron Murphy, as is Homer, who says that he's gone off Aaron Murphy. Um, you kind of shared that sentiment a wee bit with with saying um, some of the stuff he's he said to annoy you. It's it's kind of true, but like I said, I think this has surprised him a wee bit and. Uh, you know he's he's going to change as well. I think obviously he's going to be here while the owner is. Um, you might see a different Aaron Murphy soon. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, like to say, like he's done stuff that has been good and has been positive and comes across well. I think his commentary is is really good. You know, it's really kind of vibrant and insightful at times, whereas you know you don't really get that. Um, otherwise so uh, you know I think from that point of view it's really good I think you know some of the videos that he does I think um, like clan credentials and and whatnot you know they're they're good to see um, because again that's stuff that we've that we've not had previously so that's that's good and these are all good and it comes across well in that it's it's these other chats when when things aren't going so well and it's um you know, he's kind of getting his back up a bit and um, kind of going on the defensive yeah, a bit. And it's just stuff like that that, that annoys me because he's he's focusing on those people that are, that are messaging him and, and whatnot and, uh, you know, the kind of the small minority, I think he called it. But, um, you know, there's there's plenty of other people out there there's you know well 50 56 57 percent of fans are are not happy with the head coach um so i would say that's not the small majority or the small yeah. minority sorry yeah there's a small majority yeah <laughs> yeah <you're> right <laughs> um yeah a couple of comments about um you know what if if we do finish bottom two will anything change we've just kind of said that we we didn't think it would we'll just you know we'll be going backwards um taylor saying we need a new coach uh which obviously 56 percent people agree with um the the players are kind of doing what they want there's these tactics aren't uh being you know, deployed properly on today. So there obviously is tactical changes I think can be made. Um whether he's he decides that he's, you know, not willing to do that. I think it, something needs to happen now. Uh yeah. You know, first firstly to stop conceding goals and maybe the goaltender will, will help with that. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't pretend to know, but that's as I said, that's that's his job to try and get something else going from somewhere. 
Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, you, you've got to like you've got to adapt in different jobs. Of course, yeah, that's part of the frustration though as well with with a lot of fans, I think, including ourselves. You know, we've got these kind of high end guys and, and guys that have done it in the league before, and um, you know, players that we've brought in that are kind of higher caliber as well, and um, you know, there's just there's no real consistency there, and um, you know, there's good games and bad games and we need consistency now down, down the stretch and it's not something we've had so far this season so, you know, what what's in place to, to kind of make sure that, you know, everyone is buying in and, you know, playing 60-minute games and whatnot is, uh, you know, what what's the plan there for, for the rest of the, the season? Because I'm not really, I'm not really seeing it to be honest. Yeah, and that that's what I've said. It'd be nice to to hear something to to that extent. Um, yeah. Like Muzza saying, what what differences are there in this season to the previous five, six, or seven? Um, obviously, from our business point of view, and off ice, seems like a lot. Players are probably treated the best that they have ever been. For example. Um, but on the ice, we're seeing a consistent pattern of disappointment. Um, Are we treating them too nicely? Well, it's a good after, point. A after good that Guilford game, should they just should, should they just send them a coach? Yeah, or walk to games. So there you go. <laughs> walk to the games. Yeah. So um, you think about what just happened. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, just just to summarise for me, look at a lot of things need to change on the ice. Uh, let's get some fan communication out there about what 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 it's going to be, what the plan is, so that we can we can get behind it. And you know, if it doesn't work, be proactive with changing, whether it's Morgan or whatever else, then you know, do it. But we've got eighteen games to salvage a wee bit of respect. And I, as positive as I would like to be, I, I can't see where it will come from. But yeah, uh, you know, it's yeah, we've got to we've got to start now and give us a bit of excitement, please. But yeah, it sounds I sound dejected like Morgan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just what's been happening though. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, it's. Like the the clan chats and stuff, it's good good to see these things. You know, we are picking it apart and and whatnot because there's there's elements there that we that we disagree with. Um, you know, I, I think I think there should be some responsibility at the club and stop putting on on the fans. Um, you know, credit to Jason Morgan as well for for coming out and and doing those interviews. Um, you know, he's not he's not hiding away from from the flak, um, and and then obviously for Murph as well for for doing those interviews and, and kind of um, putting them out there. But you know we're not we're not asking for a thirty minute interview every every time we lose a game or whatever. You know, it's like we've said a, a short statement after that Sheffield game, just and after the Guildford game to let people know what's happened and you know maybe that. If we're a bit more proactive there, then a, 
you know, we don't leave people in situations where they're, they're getting abuse. Yeah, absolutely. I think we kind of summarised a lot of that feeling and that seems to be shared by the fans. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I was going to say I don't know where to go from here. I do, but we, we start winning. But, um, you know, we've covered, covered a lot of stuff there. It all sounds pretty negative, reflective of where the club is. Um, and and try to suggest a couple of things that can be done. Um, so yeah, for me, it's it's good that, that you know there are podcasts like this and and the other guys out there that put their views across and and give fans a chance and you know show what that we all do care and we want all want the same thing. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, so well, it's, a, it's, it's we're a all fo- getting like, behind the team. Yeah, like as another podcast, you know, it's it's a forum for for fans to voice their opinions as well, um, which is you know something that you don't we don't have with it with the club. You know, we don't have a fans forum or anything like that. You know, um, so you know it's 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 good that that's there, and you know, but we are seeing. Kind of loads of different opinions, and you know that's that's fine. That's that's what it's all about. Um, but you know, I, you, I do feel like you know some of it needs to be challenged a bit more than 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 it is. Um, you know, we are sort of selling out these games, and yeah, it is kind of strange to think why that, that why that's happening just now, but. Um, there's a lot of fans that want to see the team do well like that's yes, yeah. for me that's the good way to look at it I know it's not a good product but you know when if we start to if the fans stop turning up and the performances continue then we've you know that's we'll end up in just total just devastation disappointment I don't know so I like that people are still you know coming showing their support because we all we all want the team to do well yeah I think that's ultimately that's it is we want the team to do well and you know when that happens you know there's a bit more harmony amongst among the fans and um it's never always going to be totally in harmony but you know, if the team's if the team's winning and performing well, then you know the, these issues don't come up. Um, so yeah, it's about clubbing together. We've got eighteen or twenty games left, or whatever it is. If you want to include the playoffs, yeah. then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that gets us. But, um, but yeah, we we really do need to. To knuckle down now. This is the the business end of the season, as they as they say. Yeah, I know. Loads loads of good fan interaction, which is great, as we always say. Um, I'm yeah, kind of I'm at I'm, I'm at my limit of talking about the the negative stuff. Um, I think we've we've gone over it a lot. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we'll as we've said always be here to talk about it and back next time and talking about the same good and bad and ugly and everything else. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm 
I'm done for this episode. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a a bit longer than usual, but um, needed said necessary. Yeah, definitely needed said. Um, next time we'll be back with I don't know four wins, five wins. Yeah, exactly. New signings, and uh, yeah, who knows? But we'll be in seventh in no time. Oh well, yeah, we'll, we'll be winning the league. We're gonna win the league. <laughs> maybe, maybe one year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- thanks, thanks to everyone from me. Um, I've I've kind of given my closing comments, but did you have, did you have anything else to say, or are we we putting it, we sweeping it under the rug sometimes, like Clan doing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the next game brings. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any other, any other comments. I think we we both kind of summarised our feelings and, yeah. um, and yeah, just to kind of echo again, like, thanks to, to all the fans that, that interact and and the polls and, and comments for the for the podcast. It's much appreciated. Yeah, keeps us going, keeps us going. Um, yes. so, yeah, thanks again, everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers.